Hey, this is Gary. This is Mike. And Daniel. We're not professionals. We're just three addicts sharing our experiences, strength, and hope regarding recovery. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to other addicts and to practice these principles in our lives. Welcome to another episode of the 12th Step Podcast. My name is Gary. And this is Mike. And this is Daniel. And tonight, we will be discussing the 12th step. We made it. (laughs) The irony. (laughs) Right? Now, I'm going to go ahead and read it again, even though I believe we read it out (laughs) at the beginning of every episode. Yes, it is. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to other addicts and to practice these principles in our lives. Two things at play here. Helping others. Uh Uh-huh. And to continue these principles in our lives. Correct. Now, it's actually th- this is this is something I'm actually really looking forward to talking to because that is exactly why we're doing what we're doing right now. Right. Right. You know, this is this is us working our twelfth step, which is why we named it the twelfth step podcast because <laughs> we're <laughs> clever that way. Yes. <laughs> I'm certain that our audience looked right through you and I, saw the cleverness. Of I it know, all. right? Oh, you're so clever. So, so clever. Uh, but it's also a fantastic outreach. I have been surprised myself uh, I, because I have said over and over and over again, there's no way in hell I would do a podcast. Yes. And here I am doing a podcast. And I have found it to be very much a part of my recovery. I have found the, the whole process of reaching out. I have absolutely enjoyed the comments, the feedback that we receive from listeners, and how that has really blessed my life to hear that others are are looking at our experiences and saying, hey, this could really benefit me in my life and in my path of recovery. So that's been very helpful for me. Has for me too. In fact, um, one of the best things, I, I, I often say I tell my story often, but I never tell it lightly. Right. But I find that when I share that and when I put that out there, that it gives it meaning outside of myself, mm-hmm. it, you know, and it's a strange, I've taken a lot of comfort in thinking, you know, I didn't go through this for nothing. Right. You, you know, the power of storytelling. Right. And, and if there's, and, and so, you know, I commit, I committed very early in my recovery that if there was anything in my experience that would do some good or prevent some evil, that I would share that. I did, at the time, I didn't know that, that I was actually already committing to doing the 12th step, right. but that's exactly what it is. I love the feedback I have on multiple occasions with groups that we either participate with, mentor with, attend our 12-step SAA group, uh, who have listened to our podcast and have things to say, uh, and, and have felt the depth and the breadth of the topics that we've addressed and how that's blessed their lives. That, that always comes back to me to this very moment of saying, I'm so appreciative of the fact that we've been able to uh, to, to work this podcast, to be a part of this, and to share our stories with others. Yeah. Because you're right. It really is, you know, as your own experience has indicated, look, if I can share this with anybody, I didn't go through this in vain. <clears throat> and I think that's powerful. Yeah. Well, and it's also, you know, we have unique experiences. Uh, you know, there's that one listener that wrote in a while back that mimicked I mean, his experience was so close to my own, and you know, right. when I spoke up about what I'd gone through, and that you know, really helped that individual. Which, 
uh, you know, for me it was amazing, you know, cause it's still, I still struggle with, you know, what I went through and those things, but you know, it, Gary's an example cause uh, Gary's always putting that story out there. Yeah. It's still difficult for me, but I want to be able to get to that point where it's not that way. It's in your future. Yeah. It's in your future. In fact, you know what? I'd like to point something out. Sure. If I'm not much mistaken, you guys are actively working on like your step four, step five work right now. Yeah. Does that sound about right? Yep. You guys are, are putting the final touches on that, and yet you're doing step 12 work. Right. I find it, I f- I find it very, very interesting that, that, that when it says having had a spiritual awakening, that that's not necessarily a destination. It's not like I've checked all the boxes, here I am, and now I can start doing this. It's right. like, no, the minute mm-hmm. you start getting some insight, the minute that you start finding tools that help you, you can share that. Yeah. You know, and you might be surprised, you might be surprised how reaching out and serving others not only helps them, but really helps you. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I staved off many, many relapses by not only reaching out and asking for help, but reaching out and saying, hey, how's everybody doing? Right. Can I do anything for you? I need to be in a better place. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do this. <laughs> It's opened up doors and opportunities as I've as I've contemplated what steps seven, eight, nine, and you know seven, eight, nine particularly what those might look like uh, as I'm making preparations for five, six, and seven, and some of those others that that as this podcast has gone on that I'm starting to realize oh wow that makes sense in that particular pot oh wow that makes complete sense for that particular step and so it's laid groundwork for me in all of the other I'm I'm really looking forward to some of the other stuff and the opportunities that it's presenting. So it's been good. Yeah. It's been a good process. Well, I mean, for me, I mean, when we first started this, you know, I was like, well, how, how am I going to compare? You know, Gary's up here, Mike's up here, and I'm like way down here. But then I realized, no, there's there's no levels. It's just equal play, playing ground. We all have different experience. We have different thoughts that can help others. So that's absolutely that's really helped me because in the beginning, it's just like, oh, man, well, how, how, do, how do I sit at this table? But. I've realized every, you know, after every episode we've done that, you know, I, I have the just as much experience just in a different way from the two of you. You know, when you're, when you're in your 12 step meetings mm-hmm. and you're doing your share, you have no idea when you will say something that somebody else will never forget. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I've had people come up to me, you know, and say, you said this, and I have absolutely no recollection of saying that specific thing, but the fact that I was moved upon and did, and I acted on that, changed changed their life. It gave them something that they needed in that moment. And you have no idea when what you say will change somebody. Yeah. And if you say it, you know, and, you know, if you've done your step 11 work, you know, and you've asked for the strength to carry out God's will, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll have those moments where you feel moved to say something. And Absolutely. if you do it there, w- you know, that'll be felt. That'll make a difference. It'll it make will make a huge difference. Yeah. I wanted to add to, to talk to something that, that Daniel had just mentioned here just a second ago. And that is, is that this, this sensation, this feeling of, of, you know, I don't sit at the same table with others in terms of this addiction. This isn't, this isn't, what we would consider to be resume building kind of stuff we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's true. This isn't stuff. <laughs> and you, you certainly don't it. want to get into any kind of junky exactly. pride There's kind no of stuff. There's no junky yeah. pride here that says, well, look at me. I acted out in these behaviors and, 
you know, you only acted out in those. We're really all on some level of progression is what it really is. Yeah. My experience in dealing with addicts is that maybe just pornography and, uh, you know, maybe masturbation on the front end, but, but you're really only, you know, some amount of time before it's prostitution, it's, it's, you know, it's all, it's voyeurism, it's all, you know. Drugs, alcohol, of of any one of a number of things start working and their way. Perhaps in. even yeah. some level of illegal activity. <laughs> yes. Well. So yeah, it just depends on the opportunities that present right. themselves. That's right. So we're all on this. We're all on this path of of uh, you know continued increased behavior. And so wherever you happen to start your recovery path um, at that moment, where you happen to be on that path, is a great place to start. So yes. Whether you're on the front end or on the back end or wherever at on the trail you're at. Anytime that you can insert, you know, moments of recovery in that, that's that's what it's all about. Let me let me tell you let me tell you a story about uh, when I didn't shine so brightly. <laughs> <laughs> Assuming that I'm shining brightly, but so I remember the very first twelve step meeting I went to. It was a general addiction recovery meeting. So anybody that was addicted felt to whatever was welcome to come. And I remember sitting I remember sitting there and I was listening to this woman and she was sharing her experience about how her spending had gotten out of control. And when she started to share, I remember thinking, you and I are not even in the same league. Yeah, yeah. I said, and, and, and do you know what? It was such a profound display of not only arrogance, but ignorance. Yeah, <laughs> you right. know, it was, yeah, right up there. And then... As I was listening to her thinking, you know, what, what you've done is foolish, but it, it wouldn't even qualify as what I would call sinful or whatever. You know, we're just not even on the same. But then I listened to her story and she began to share how it had destroyed her life and made her miserable and made the people in her world miserable and the struggles that she had gone through to overcome some of that. And I thought, how dare I? I, I was so ashamed within myself. And I thought I will, I will never diminish another person's experience again, because listening, listening to, to her overcome that made me think, well, you know what? That was, that was the hardest thing that she's ever done. And she did it. And it, you know, maybe I should just shut my mouth and try to do my own work, you, you know, but she said something that I never forgot. And it changed how it changed Every other, from that point on, I, I listened to people sharing things very, very differently with a lot of humility because what they were giving me was a gift. You know, what their 12th step work was a gift to me and I needed to respect it that yes. way. Mm-hmm. And I bet she has absolutely no idea that I had any of those thoughts and feelings, but I'm extremely grateful that she decided to share that day and was so open and honest because it really did, it it, it set the tone for my entire recovery that I needed to approach it with some humility instead of the junkie pride and arrogance that I was displaying. That's a, that's a great story. Great experience. I think I experienced a similar thing. And I, uh, I remember, um, I remember in my first group experience where uh, we were sort of going around and talking about some of the worst things that we had done and not in the junkie pride way, but in sort of a, you know, in a therapeutic environment. Let's, trying to let's throw out the worst things out there. Yeah. So get let's that get out there. I so remember that one. Yeah. And, uh, and as I listened to everyone in the room, I had the exact same thought, that feeling of you have no idea. You just simply have no idea. And I, uh, uh, and as, as the group proceeded, it was a 20 week group. And as time proceeded, I, I came to really appreciate those good people and the shares that they were providing because you're right. It was, 
those were painful experiences. They just they just were a little further down the path than I was, and the and the realization that wow, their next step was something that I myself would be, you know, has some experience in, and so it was. Those are painful moments to watch anybody and to watch anybody struggle and work through those particular issues. Those those are powerful yeah. moments. And then later on in life, as we've mentored some of those groups. Uh, I, I love it. Our common counselor would say stuff like, I don't love this because that's a horrible way of saying this, but he would say, now look, you're all going to look around the room and you're going to ask who's the worst <laughs> here. I'm going to tell you right now that the three worst people that I've ever treated, two of them are sitting right here in the audience today. They're sitting right here in the group. And I and I would look around the room as though I was surprised at who that was. I would look around the room and say, you sick buggers. You, you know, I feel so sorry for you. Oh, wait, that was me. Yeah, that was, yeah I was. <laughs> was I think I was the other one. Yeah. You know, those are those are powerful moments, and I had a lot of emotional experiences with that as he would say those kinds of things because the realization of that, that really hit home that, wow, you know, some of the stuff I've engaged with has been really, really damaging, yeah. really difficult to overcome. No, I mean, I remember my first group night, and, you know, mine was a little bit different, though, because as they were going around, I was like, oh, man, I, I'm worse than that guy. I'm worse than that guy. <laughs> What I have to say is worse than that guy, and you know, and it finally came to me. I, I put it out there, um, but no one that I could tell was like, "Oh wow, what, you're just you're horrible. Get out!" Yeah. You know, everyone is very respectful of that. You know, and then I remember the first time I mentored, and I just threw that out there. You know, what I had done, and um, had I not done that, um, there was a, another individual in the group that finally felt comfortable enough to, to say something. Mm -hmm. Provide a little um, bit of cover for somebody. Yeah, because it's like, wow, okay, so he, he's done something very similar. He's he's said it, so I feel safe enough to, to yeah. put it out there. Um, and in fact, you know, that individual, I'm now, he, I'm now his sponsor. Um, you know, and then there's, and it happened again the second time I did it. And it's just like, okay, I, I, I can do this. Um, which has given me more courage to be able to put that out there and kind of give my story because it's it's not as bad. And the more I put it out there, you know, the stronger I am to in moving myself away from that. Yeah. There is a key component to all of this that I think is relevant. I mean, one of the things that we identify in the in the uh, um, in the step work and in the uh, oh, what do we call them? They're not steps. They're uh, the traditions. Key, the traditions. Thank you. Had a memory lapse there. It's an age thing. Um, look, it's all in your future. Yeah, that's what age. it is. That's what it is, Mike. It's an age thing. It's an age thing. At any rate, uh, you know, the, the safety which that sort of thing happens, the, yeah. the, the, the safety of our groups is that there is some level of anonymity in all of this, and that's relevant. Mm -hmm. It gives an opportunity for us to freely share our experiences and the faith and hope and, and that recovery can bring, um, but can do it anonymously to some extent. We operate yeah. simply by first names. Never do you hear us say our last names. This is, you know, I'm always just Mike, and we'll always just be Mike. Um, and the same for all of you. But that's the premise of which, you know, that we can function within our groups uh, safely. It is kind of interesting, though, because you have that an anonymity, and then you run into someone at the store, and they look at you. Right. And there's that moment of like, uh, do I say anything? Do I right. say hi? <laughs> I generally just say hi. And if they stop to talk to me, I do. But, you know, in the beginning, there's that hesitancy, and then... Then there's this camaraderie, you know, and every time mm -hmm. you see them again, they yeah. do come say hi. They ask how you're doing. They talk to you. And yeah. 
So it does One of my favorite transition. things is when everybody tries to figure out who we are because of our voices. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do enjoy that. <laughs> so we've had opportunity to, to go to some of our own 12 steps and say, you know, I've been listening to this podcast, and you sound really familiar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just Mike. Yep. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was. Maybe we should it, start it using was, a voice modulator. Maybe now nah, we're good. <laughs> no, I, 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 I had a fun experience with that. Was I, I, I was doing a share, and I said, "You've got to do the next right thing." And it was like this guy went, <laughs> you know, his head just shot. It's like, oh, he just made the connection. <laughs> now I know who you are. I know who you are. So let me ask you guys a question. Sure. Um. So here we are, doing our twelfth step work. <clears throat> And I would say, now, as far as the podcast go, I know that Daniel was very interested early on in doing it. Yeah. In fact, when I mentioned it to him, he was all kinds of... I'd already been thinking about yeah, doing Yeah, he'd, he'd already... But there were issues... That's why he's okay. so deep into recovery. There's issues with that. <laughs> <He> messed up. <laughs> yes. But, but let, me, let me ask you guys this question. And it doesn't necessarily have to pertain to the podcast, even though I think that, that Mike's example is pretty obvious. As you've done... You know, it's very obvious that as you've worked your steps, have you started doing your recovery, you have found yourself doing and saying things that you thought that you would never do or say. All right. Uh, do either one of you guys have an experience that you would like to share that has been particularly meaningful as a result of doing those things? I, I mean, for me, the entire thing. I mean, I remember living in a, a life where it was secret. I did not tell anyone. You know, it was like this guarded thing. Not you know, neighbors didn't know. You know, my religious leaders didn't know. My family didn't know. And now here I'm talking like all the time with you guys and just putting it out there, putting my story out there. Um, it gives me strength every week, knowing that what I'm saying or what I'm putting out there is helping someone else out. You know, hopefully avoiding some of the pitfalls that I fell into. Um, and not only that, uh, you know, as I get feedback, you know, from you know, people in our 12-step community, people in our uh, therapy community, or even our listeners, it's just like, wow, okay, you know, I, I didn't go through this for no reason. There is a reason behind this, which continues to give me strength to, you know, even on my worst days, like when I feel like, oh, I just want to give up. You know, it's like, well, if I give up, you know, how, how is this going to affect other people? You know, because they may get to a point, well, you know, Daniel gave up, so I, it's okay if I give up and start over instead of, okay, you know, yeah, he, he, he came close, but instead he, he reached out or he did other things to avoid that. Mm -hmm. um, not to put myself on a pedestal, but I, you know, I don't want someone else to give themselves a reason to relapse because I made a mistake or I relapsed myself. Um, but that gives me strength to, to avoid that because it's just so easy just to kick you know, kick the effort bucket and say mm -hmm. whatever. But to know that, um, because people are going to listen and I'm going to have to put it out there if I do do it, because neither of you are going to let me, you know, put that one down. Neither is uh, our counselor, but, um, and not that I'm afraid to relapse because I know I can't, you know, it's okay if I do. I'm going to learn from it and progress on, but I definitely want to avoid that to give someone an excuse for that. Right. You never have permission you never have permission to relapse, but if it happens, it's okay. Yeah. You know, there we know how to work through that. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, first of all, I hope that I hope that others are are working their own recovery for their own recovery. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that perhaps that you know that my experience is enabling them to to 
find some meaning in their own experience. But but the, their recovery is their recovery yes. and, and not my recovery. And my recovery is my own. And so in the event of a relapse, it's my recovery and my experience and my lessons to be learned. I hope that's the message that's, that comes out of all of that uh, very clearly. Uh, but in answer to your question, in answer as I was sitting here listening to Daniel speak and, to, and some thinking of my own experience, one of the things that's been very um, clear to me as this process has moved on is, is that I remember when you approached me and said, would you like to be part of a 12-step podcast? And my immediate response to that, of course, was no way in hell, right? I had no interest in that whatsoever. And yet as time progressed, I found myself being prepared to, to be in that spot and to be in that position to be and to be and to open my mind to the idea of a podcast. And that's been the story of my recovery. All yes, it has. Is this this immediate response is no, I have no interest in something like that. And yet I realize that's really the next step for me. Yeah. And in fact, to some extent, my 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 uh, recovery is somehow some way impaired. Um, I remember when we talked about starting our 12-step program. Uh, we didn't have one in our area when we first when we first kind of walked away from our counselor counseled counselor uh, monitored uh, sessions, things like that, or group discussions. And the next step was a 12 step. And then the further, the closest one away was 10, 15 miles down the road, something like that. And so the decision was to make, start our own here, which mm-hmm. I thought would be a great idea. And I remember those nights talking openly with amongst friends saying, there's no way in hell I'm going to do a 12 step program. I'm not going there. Yeah. Not, on, not only were you, <laughs> yeah, I, I love, yeah, I love this. This is so inspiring to me because not only was it, you know, not only am I, I'm never, I'm not going to do a 12-step program. And then it, it quickly turned into, well, okay, we'll go ahead and not only will we do it, but we'll set one up right. on our own. Well, you remember and, yeah. the discussion. I remember having lunch with a peer of mine, uh-huh. uh, one who was uh, a group that I had been mentoring. We had gone to lunch, and I remember feeling very stagnated in my recovery. And I remember texting you and saying, you know, I'm feeling very stagnant, as though my recovery has stalled, almost as if I'm plateaued, like this is as, good as far as it gets. And I'm not ready to be done. And your response to me was, I don't know if you remember this, but your response was very clear. Well, you re- you realize, Mike, what the next step actually is. <coughs> and I, of course, at that point in time, hadn't really dawned on me. I just remember the conversation from the night before saying, there's no way I'm going to the 12th step. But suddenly being placed in that situation, realizing that, guess what? It really is the next step. And so this whole entire process has been exactly what the question is that you ask. Mm-hmm. Is, you know, have you ever found yourself... Uh, have you ever found yourself sort of, you know, what's the next step for me kind of a thing? And I think that's exactly what it is. I don't know what it is right now. I just know that when I get there, I'll be prepared for it. Yeah. And you probably will say you won't do it. <laughs> I think that goes with And, and then I will <laughs> smile and say, well. Well, I mean, for, for me, I mean, um, just one, I mean, we are, I was already in, in working with, uh, our therapist in, in recovery and I had the idea of, well you know I have all this experience doing a podcast because uh, of another show I've done you know maybe I should do something regarding recovery you know use my skills for this you know and I talked to my ex you know because we were married at the time and talked to her about it and she's like if you do that we're done and so I'm like all right so I disengaged sure. you know, from from that idea because and she'd already asked me to quit the other one and, and things like that. So, it, but that idea came to me and it was really strong. And so, not, and I was thinking, wow, this is a great way for me to, to try to put in, to implement some of the stuff I'm learning, but she just was against that. And then, yeah, 
fast forward a little while later, she decided, you know, we got divorced, you know, and I'm by myself and Gary gives me a call and says, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this. What are your thoughts? I'm like, well, funny you should say that. Well, you know, it was interesting how that worked out on my end because as soon as I found out that you did another podcast, it immediately came to me. Do you know what might be a good idea? Why yeah. Not? Maybe we should put a podcast together. And then I started thinking about who, you know. What crazy do you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need, we're going to need a third. <laughs> we're going to need another crazy. Who do we know? <laughs> well, I mean, three people is always a good dynamic. And I yeah. even yeah. mentioned that because, you know, it can't always be one person carrying right. a show. Because if it's right. just you, you're talking to dead air, and that's really hard. That's hard. Two people, it's okay. But when you have three, there's this dynamic that yeah. seems to be going. Well, the, the, the point that I was trying to make was, is that it was interesting to me that as soon as I found out that you had the skill set and the resources that you did, yeah. that... It's like, I think it was inspiration. It's like, okay, we should do that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I wonder if he would do that with me, you know, and, and it just kind of went there. But, but I have found, now, those of you who are listening, you know, don't think, don't think for a minute that you have to go out and do something like, you know, be on the lecture circuit or publish your story yeah. or, or do a podcast or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But be open to the idea because you don't know where your recovery is going to take you, right. you know, and the opportunities will present themselves. And do you know what? Sometimes that one thing you say in the share is what another person needs to hear yeah. and will change their whole yeah. life. So here's a question I have for you. I'm always interested when the news breaks a story. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's just sort of sick me or whatever. But the news breaks a story of somebody in the community some visible figure in the community who's struggling in some particular way. Um, I remember a circumstance of, of, a, of a legislator, one that I'd had a long, long relationship with in our community, and uh, who, who ended up in some public, you know, public story of, of hiring a prostitute or something like that while he was here during session. And uh, I never know what the right amount of reach might look like. What do I share? What do I not share? I'm certain that happens to our listeners all the time, whether it's a legislator or whoever it is. Maybe it's somebody that they know in their community. Maybe it's in their church group. Maybe it's whatever. And that information becomes public in a very public way. And this person obviously is humiliated and is, is troubled. Uh, what is the appropriate, what do you estimate is would be the appropriate amount of, hey, guess what? I understand where you're at. Um, I get it. This, this honestly, and this is, this is not a cop-out answer or me trying to be cute. This is, this is real. Um, this is when you're very, very grateful that you've done your step 11 work. Yes. Agreed. You know? And um, if, first of all, I think you need to understand your whys. You know, why do I want to talk to this person? You, you know, why do I, you know, and then, oh, and then, you know what, before I forget, there is a great, this just occurred to me, there is a great section in the in the big book, in the AA book, about how to handle like an alcoholic, you know, how do you approach them to help right. them? Yeah. And there's a there's a specific time in in an addict cycle where they become very open to to the idea of of accepting some help, but you you kind of need to strike when that iron is hot. Right. So sometimes you might be aware of somebody, and I hate to say it, but you just have to kind of watch and wait. And, you know, you can find the right moment. And when the moment presents itself, you can step forward and say, hey, you know, and sometimes you put yourself out there 
There's and, a, and I'll tell you this, in my experience, every time that I've done that, mm-hmm. I very rarely is the like response immediate. Like, oh yeah, I want to take your help. It almost never works out that way. It's like, you know, I'm here and then some weeks or months down the road, in fact, I can remember one was well over a year after I had approached him before he... No kidding. Yeah, before he came and said, you know what, I I want to talk. It's interesting to me because when you talk about the big book in AA and that uh-huh. sort of circumstance, I mean, I'm, so many times on social media, somebody will post, hey, guess what, I'm, you know, five years clean. And the, the, the accolades, congratulations, wow, that's phenomenal, that's a big significant deal, you know. Um, and we have sort of a, a, a running joke in our own community, and that is, is that... This isn't the sort of thing that, that you know, the, the, the local church leaders are going to provide a meal for, right? I mean, this is just isn't going to happen. And this, we don't talk about this particular issue, this particular disease openly. Uh-huh. And so I never know when is the time to approach somebody, when is the time to talk to somebody about these particular issues. So that's always been one when I, particularly when I'm dealing with Step 12, how do I engage somebody who's experienced a very difficult moment, a very public moment in a lot of cases, um, because these are hard. These are really hard. And how do I approach them and simply say, look, I understand. I get it. And I understand the pain you're going through and where you're at. Well, I think the first step to that is be willing to do it. Sure. You yeah. have to get yourself in a, in a place where you're mentally and emotionally prepared. And that's no to small be, thing. And that's yeah. no small thing. No to be willing thing. to do it. And then to accept what will come as a result of you proffering that. And it, it might be good and it might be bad. Right. You know, so you have to, you have to be... You have to have yourself in a place where you're willing to not only to do that, but to accept whatever consequences come and as a I result of like that. And I do like your point. Why, <clears throat> you know, know the why behind the why. Yeah. But I think you'll know. I think you'll know. And I think that the more you do it and the more aware you become, the easier it will become to have a feel for when it's right. Right. Yeah. You know. I've never been good at this. I will honestly say I've, I've been approached a time or two by by uh, church leaders. You know, hey, the, the, we've got an individual here, and it just is—it's never gone well for me. It just has always been an awkward. You know, what do I say? What do I do? How do I help? What do I not say? And uh, um, and it's never panned out to be anything uh, that, that I can really help with. Maybe I, I just, so I just don't know. It's not been a—it's not been a positive experience. Do you know, a lot point. a lot of times when people have come to talk to me. Uh, it's because a spouse said, oh, no, you're going to go talk to this guy. <laughs> and it's like, uh, you know, and, and at first I would try to kind of do it. And, and then it got to the point that says, hey, look, man, I know you don't want to be here. Yeah. I know you don't. And then I'll say, let me tell you my story briefly. And when you're ready and if there's something I can do to help you, you, come see you, me. you know who I am and where I'm at. You know. That's a great approach. <clears throat> That's a great approach. Huh. Something to think about. There's no doubt about it. This step twelve is sort of an evolving step for me. Yeah, and it's um, and, and it's a lifestyle thing. And I've said this in in past podcasts. It's a skill. Yeah, it is. And you'll develop it, and you'll get better at it, and you'll develop your own style, and you'll find that there, and opportunities will present themselves if you are willing and if you put yourself in the place to do that's that. That's a great point. That's a great point. Well, I hope all of our listeners have an opportunity to to find themselves in a stop in a spot to be able to assist others because this there's no question about it this universe is full of a lot of people and, 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 some attempt. and realize that wherever you are right now you're already in a position to help somebody that's true so if that thought comes to you 
If you think, oh, I need to share something, act on that. Yeah. Act on that. That's a little step 11 work and then follow it up with some step 12 work. And yeah. I don't think a person has to look too far. No, I don't think so either. To find somebody. I think you can move in any direction, you know, literally five feet from where you're standing right now in any direction and you'll bump into somebody that's having a struggle with this particular topic. Do you know what surprises me? I realize we're just about out of time, but something that has really surprised me, there are principles, there are guiding principles and tools that I have learned in recovery that have put me in a position to help people that are struggling with other issues in their life that might not be addiction related at all. And if, again, if there was anything in my experience that will do some good or prevent some evil, I will share that. So I've actually done a lot of 12 step work with people who might not even have, May not have even recognized it as 12-step work. Yeah, or have an addiction. Just this is, this is a really good tool. This has helped me. Why don't you try this? Yeah, that's fantastic. That's great advice. That's great advice. To all of our listeners, I hope, uh, I hope you find an opportunity to do 12-step work. That's great. So with that, this is Mike saying, do the work necessary to find the peace that recovery can bring. And this is Gary saying, when the op- opportunity comes, do the next right thing. And this is Daniel saying... Find humility in your recovery. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We would love to hear from you. If you have any questions, thoughts, or concerns, or have any suggestions for future episodes, please contact us at 12thsteppodcast at gmail.com. That is 1-2-T-H-STEPPODCAST at gmail.com. As a fellowship of recovering addicts, Sex Addicts Anonymous offers a message of hope from anyone who suffers from sex addiction. Check out saa-recovery.org.